Welcome back. Um, this is going to be a big time ramble about some bullshit episode. Um, honestly, there's not a whole lot going on in the sports world, if we're being completely honest. I mean, there's a few things going on, but it's not, you know, it's not <laughs> wild by any means. This is kind of a downtime. We got spring training going on. You know, we're getting into the NFL offseason. <coughs> I care less about basketball in any form. So, to me, there's not a whole lot going on, and college football is as dead as it can be right now. But I guess we'll just, you know, go over a few things in the NFL. Um, so, today, the Steelers and Big Ben agreed to a new deal. His salary will go from $19 million to $14 million, I believe, but it's a $15, ah, $15 million um, cap relief for the Steelers to do that. I don't really know how the math works out on that, but that'll free up a little cap space for them to play around with. If they're smart, you know, I would think they would go ahead and finally draft Big Ben's replacement this year. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers actually are going to do something with the whole Dwayne Haskins thing. I I mean, if that's as a Browns fan, if that's what they want to do, <laughs> go for it. But I think uh, I definitely think it would be in their best interest to go ahead and draft Big Ben's replacement because he's definitely, you know, on the backside of his career now. He can't stay healthy to save his life. And the Steelers' offense as a whole just wasn't good last year, and that's not necessarily Big Ben's fault. Um, they had a terrible offensive line. They had no run game, terrible offensive coordinator. Their wide receivers were dropping passes left and right. I mean, <clears throat> at times, Ben was back to being the best player on that side of the ball. But, you know, do your thing, Steelers. Do your thing, but we coming. I guess, hmm. I guess I got to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Um, so, yeah, I said last time that J.J. Watt probably signed with the Browns. Whatever. He didn't. So stupid. He signed with the Cardinals. So stupid. Who cares? So dumb. But on the real, though, that I don't get it at all. I mean, the Cardinals have a stacked roster, but I think... They have one of the worst head coaches, head coach, key there. I think they have one of the worst in the NFL, honestly. <clears throat> now, I do see Cliff Kingsbury as a really good offensive coordinator in the NFL if he wants to be for a long time. And I may be, I'm, wouldn't surprise me if I get proven wrong now, but um, I just... I don't see him as a head coach. I mean, last year they picked up several pieces. They were pretty healthy for the whole year. Kyler Murray was in his second year in the NFL, second year in Kings Cliff. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Kingsbury's offense. And you saw minimum improvement. I mean, they were hot out of the gate. They really were. Um, they were one of the hottest teams in football. Their defense was playing great. Kyler was playing out of his mind. DeAndre Hopkins was playing out of his mind. But it just kind of tapered off as the year went on, and they lost a lot of close football games. <clears throat> a lot of them they should have won. 
But I just, I don't know if J.J. Watt takes them from 8-8 eight and eight to that next level. Their best chance is with J.J. Watt now that the dominoes begin to fall. They sign J.J. Watt, you know, maybe they go sign him. I don't even know what they need, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. But maybe they go sign like a, I don't know, a Richard Sherman. You know, a veteran like that who has a little bit left in the tank. You know, maybe they start bringing in some veterans that are trying to chase a ring. You know, maybe, maybe J.J. Watt attracts that. But I don't, I just, I, I mean, I still say they're not in seven. And in that, in the division they're in, you know, it probably doesn't get them to the playoffs. Now, obviously, if they go out and they draft a hell of a player or something like that, you know, maybe that changes. But I just, I don't, I see J.J. Watt <clears throat> potentially adding a win for them. Um, I think that's fair. But I just don't see him being the difference maker. I think with the Browns, I mean, I don't know. It just It's hard to say because... You know, obviously, as a Browns homer who just got my heart broken, like, I want to try to justify that, oh, well, you know, if J.J. Watt just would have come to the Browns, oh, we're on the next level, we're on the Chiefs level. That's not true, obviously. But I feel like J.J. Watt could have been that piece for the Browns that really took things to the next level on, on defense because the defense, for one, on the Browns is very young. Very young, um, and I just, obviously we need a linebacker. We probably need a little help in the secondary, but I just really think somebody on the other side of Miles Garrett would have made a huge difference. I mean, you think about how close we were to beating the Chiefs this year. I mean, you just, I mean, it was it was that close. It was very close, but you got to think, like, Man, if you had a J.J. Watt or something like that, is that the thing that puts it over the edge? And I'm not saying we're better than the Chiefs. That was certainly a bad game for them. They they played down to us. But, you know, you just have to wonder. In a game like that, if you had a J.J. Watt or if you had a Levante David or somebody like that, does that make the difference? <clears throat> and you kind of have to think it does. But the problem with J.J. Watt is his ability to, or his inability to stay healthy. So that was something I was scared of. Like, you know, are the Browns going to end up signing this guy and paying him $16 million a year and then he tears his Achilles in July? I mean, I don't know. You just, you don't know what J.J. Watt. So, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's bittersweet. It's bitter. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. Not happy. Not happy with the Browns. Not happy with J.J. Watt. Come on, dude. Come on. Not cool. And then they're also taking the jersey number 99, which the Cardinals have retired. They're taking that out of retirement to give to him. That's weird, because I'm pretty sure if you have, like, if you retired a jersey, I thought that was just the way it was until forever. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know if I'd ever seen that before, and if I have, I forgot, but that's wild. Anyway, the Lions today, they released Desmond Trufant. Good for them. Um... Uh, not sure how much salary cap or how much cap room that clears up. Um, wow, last year he signed a two year, $21 million deal. 
they'll save six million, um, but they'll have six point two million in dead money unless he's designated as a post June one release. But good for them, you know. They they need to honestly when they acquired Jared Goff, that really messed with their cap room a lot too. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, the the Lions don't have the most much, or they don't have much cap space left anymore. But not sure how many years are left on that contract. But you know, if if he doesn't work out there, they can always release him and eat it for a year or so, and then um, you know they can find somebody else, and they may even draft somebody this year. That's I don't think that's how the question body means. I don't think they should, but they they might. Um, the Seahawks released Josh Gordon. I don't even know what to think about Josh Gordon anymore. I don't remember what got him suspended again in January, but obviously we all know he's always had the pot problem and other drugs at times, but if the, the NFL is no longer testing for marijuana, so... I, like... I would assume that's what got him suspended again. But if you're not testing for marijuana, then it shouldn't be a big deal anymore. He should be allowed back into the league because he's no longer violating league rules consistently. So, I don't know, but he is about to start playing in the fan-controlled football league, which is the new league that Johnny Manziel is in. And I don't know if you've ever watched it before, but it's not not very good. It's hard to watch for sure. Um, but a guy like Josh Gordon will bring a lot of attention to that. The XFL will be back, um, next spring, a year from now. So if he, I, you know, honestly, I'd say it's extremely unlikely that he plays in the NFL next year, if ever again. Um, but I, I could definitely see him ending up in the XFL because I think the XFL this time under the rock, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I really think under the rock that this time it'll take off and it'll stick around. Um, cause I really think the rock's going to put his heart and soul into this and, you know, I don't know. I just have a good feeling about it this time, but it's interesting. I mean, I, I guess I can't blame the Seahawks because they've done everything they can do for Josh Gordon, and it's just it's not going to happen. So you may as well just move on. But um, really, I just want to cover uh, while I'm on the football topic. Oh, one more thing in the NFL. Sorry, the Bears hired Tom Herman as an offensive analyst. Uh, honestly, good for them. I'm happy that Tom Herman got fired from Texas. I think it was Tom because he didn't do a lot with the recruiting that he had, and he recruited at a very high level. But I do think he's a good offensive mind, and I think he has a future. I don't know. I just feel like his offense fits the NFL a little bit better. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... Uh, it's easy to see that maybe Matt Nagy doesn't have his job for very long next year, or maybe whoever the offensive coordinator is, 
doesn't have their job for very long next year. That's easy to see. And you could see, you know, if Matt Nagy gets fired, maybe the offensive coordinator or something moves up to the head coaching job. I don't know. But if that was to happen, I mean, I could see Tom Herman taking on a bigger role there next year, like, well, this upcoming year at some point throughout the season. Not a head coach, obviously, but I would just like to see what he could do in the NFL. I think it would be interesting for sure. And the Bears quarterback situation, you know, they – are they going to bring back Trubisky? Are they just going to rock with Foles? Which they would be kind of stupid to do that unless they fix the O-line. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Or are they going to sign Alex Smith? There's a million options out there. They just got to pick one. But um, So on the college football note, before I move on to MLB, the I don't know which position he is in the in the country overall, but Eric Gilbert, the tight end, I I'm almost positive he's the number one tight end in the country for sure. But he was committed to or no, he was at LSU, transferred to Florida, or committed to Florida, something, I don't know. And then he decommitted and, and now he's uh on the market again. I don't know where uh, where he'll end up. Georgia was a rumored destination at one time. And really, I'm sure every SEC school has probably got some sort of a chance. But mm-hmm, that'll be an interesting thing to watch. But on the MLB note, really the only thing that I want to cover in MLB just because it's so early in spring training and there's... Not much news. None of the position battles with the Braves or anything like that are anywhere close to, you know, getting worked out or anything. We haven't even been playing for, what, four days now? So I don't really want to talk about spring training too much, but Jackie Bradley Jr. signed a two-year, $24 million deal yesterday or today, one or the other. Um, That's a lot more money than I thought. <laughs> That's a lot more money than I thought. Um, I thought I'd heard that he was asking for twelve, and he got it. I don't. I mean, good luck with that. He does have an opt out after the first year if he wants to leave, but I highly doubt he will. Consider unless he goes off or something. I mean, it's a great deal for him. Holy shit, great deal for him. Brewers, we'll see. He's obviously a plus defender. He's an outstanding defender. But his bat can be a little questionable sometimes. But, you know, he could be worth that. I hope he is. I'm cheering for him. I like him a lot. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll just cover NASCAR from this past weekend and then hop out of here. So we were at Homestead this past weekend. And the Xfinity race was interesting. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to put it the nice way. I wish Noah Gragson could have got the win. You know, that's the third time in a row he's been there and should have won. This time, (laughs) you got to feel bad for him. He was running the outside line. 
David Starr, a lap card, I guess blows a tire and just yanks it into the wall. Noah Gragson has nowhere to go and just plows into the back of him. Totals the car with three laps to go. Terrible. Myatt Snyder ended up winning his first career win in NASCAR. Um, yeah. Cool. I don't know. This whole race weekend, it was just it's boring, man. Boring. And on Sunday, uh, shit. Who won that? Oh, William Byron. Yeah, so he gets his second career win. Third third race for Rudy Fugel. I feel like I said something on the last podcast about watch out for William Byron this year. But Rudy having him and Rudy Fugel back together was is going to be great. Um honestly, especially with Jack Canals as the competition director now, Hendrick is they might just be better than ever. I mean, Bowman is probably going to have a good year. Might probably get a win or two. Honestly, I think Byron could get three or four. Chase will probably get three or four, and both of those guys will be in competition for a championship. And I, I don't expect a whole lot out of Kyle Larson this year. I think people are putting a lit their expectations on, on him a little bit too high. But I, I see him winning a race this year. I mean, honestly, I think in a car like that, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> it, unless you're, you know, I think if you're with Penske or Joe Gibbs or Hendrick, it's almost it's almost hard not to get a win in one of those cars. It's it's difficult. Those are they're just so good at certain places. It's it's just hard not to. But um. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I think Hendrick will want to run away with this thing again this year. But, you know, last year we saw Fords get off to such a hot start, and then they just kind of tapered out down the stretch. So hopefully Chevrolet doesn't do the same thing. Chevrolet had a lull in the middle of the year last year. And it seemed like they were kind of saving their best for last because they really came alive down the stretch. Um, But, yeah. This weekend we're at... Damn it, where is it? Uh, Hmm. Just a complete mindfuck. Is this weekend Phoenix? No, it's Las Vegas. There we go, Las Vegas. So, back in the fall, I can't... Joey Logano won last spring, I believe. And back in the fall, it was Kurt Busch. This will be an interesting race for sure. I mean, it's kind of your typical mile and a half. You expect all the guys that are good at mile and a half to be competitive here but I haven't really decided who all I have my eye on for this weekend eh I don't know it's tough very tough let me find the thing I pulled up the other day 
Hmm. Can't find it. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be a better race from last weekend because last weekend, I want to say the last, I don't know, it felt like a fucking hundred laps. It was just green flag laps. William Byron won by a lot. And Tyler Reddick did a great job of trying to run him down towards the end. But Jesus Christ, it was rough. It was rough, 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 rough. Hmm. It was hard to watch sometimes. It really was. But I hope Las Vegas is a little more competitive. I know some people hate it, but... Man, I'm really glad when they have competition cautions throughout the race. Because when you get somebody with like a seven-second lead, it just sucks. (laughs) It sucks. You're just praying to God that somebody smashes into a wall. Not for like... Not just to see a wreck or anything like that. Just like throw a caution. Somebody lose a radiator. Somebody's battery fall out. Anything. Anything at all. Somebody just smack into a wall. Blow a tire smack into the wall. Don't give a shit. Like James Davison. If you want to smack into the wall. See ya bitch. You're done. You're going. Bye. Caution. Stack them up. Let's do this thing again. Let's put some fresh tires on. Run it back. Because holy shit it gets boring. It gets so boring it's not good for the sport at all not good for the sport (laughs) uh but yeah honestly i think that's all i got i've rambled for 22 minutes now um so yeah obviously do the whole spill please rate it five stars would be great if you enjoyed this for some reason um be great if you haven't already leave a review um yeah i don't know i don't know like i said at some point this will get more consistent again and a lot of things will be different but for now it's going to be this you know inconsistent thing where it just happens every now and then but hopefully at some point this year it'll it'll be back more regularly and a lot differently i'll put it like that a lot a lot of things will be different but yeah i'll be back